0: Hey everybody and welcome to the Anacrusic Podcast. You are listening to episode number 86. Today on TAP we're talking all about how you can connect with your students virtually. I'm Ann Waleski, and I've helped music teachers just like you get more intentional in their classrooms through my trainings, curriculum, and tips shared on this podcast. The truth is, teaching music is hard. You have a bunch of kids to teach and not a lot of free time to figure out how. Feeling overwhelmed and frustrated is totally normal. But here's the good news. It only takes a few simple steps to flip the script. And although it may be simple, it's definitely not easy unless you have the right toolkit. So let's start tuning and transforming your music teacher life right now. The actionable steps you need to find the purpose, follow a sequence, and choose joy are right here. This is the Anacrusic Podcast. Today's episode of the Anacrusic Podcast is brought to you by my free music teacher guide, How to Teach Everything and Anything in the Music Room, a guide to sequencing musical concepts. In this how-to guide, I share why your current teaching strategy isn't working and how you can finally live out the vision for your dream music classroom where kids are engaged and excited to come see you each week, the importance of intentional teaching and how it can change your day-to-day life from scrambling to decide what to do next and knowing for sure the next steps to take, my secret sauce to concept sequencing that I literally use with anything and everything I teach in the music classroom, a concrete example to make it all come to life because if you're like me, you need to see something in action to understand how to apply it to your own teaching situation and your next steps to keep the magic going since this guide is only the beginning. There's so much more to what I'm sharing inside this resource, but consider this your quick start guide. To get your copy of my free guide right now, head to AnnaKrusic.com forward slash how to. Again, that's AnnaKrusic.com forward slash how to. All right, everybody, here we go. I'm back this week. I took last week off to just kind of take some time and think through how I can best share with you on the podcast, because to be very, very honest with you, all of the plans that I had and all of the episodes that I had recorded didn't necessarily seem to fit how many of us are being asked to teach at this point in time in our world. So here we are in April, heading mid-April into May of 2020, and I'm willing to bet that the way that your classroom looks right now is not at all how you imagined it looking at this point in the school year. And you know what? That's okay. We're all in this together. We're all working through whatever our music classroom looks like. We're throwing expectations kind of to the wind and going through the motions to make the best musical experiences for our children. So today what I'd love to talk to you about is connecting with students virtually. We're obviously all doing this in some capacity, and if you haven't had the opportunity to listen to TAP episode number 84, I talk a lot inside of that episode about where you might be in terms of your music teaching, the types of things that you might be asked to do, and how much contact you may or may not have with your students. So that's a really meaningful episode to take a listen to just in case you haven't self-identified where you've been, where you are right now, and where you might be asked to go to in the future. I also have a link to a really excellent webinar that I was so fortunate to be a part of with some other music educators all about staying connected with your students virtually. Now, obviously, this is very pertinent to today's podcast episode, so I'd love for you to go check that out in the show notes because you can still watch the replay. But I think it's important to know that we are all, in some way, shape, or form, connecting with our students or wanting to in this new virtual capacity. And since there are different variations in terms of what we're being asked to do from our school administrators, what our kids are actually able to do, and the types of things that we're preparing for our students, today's episode might be really, really timely for you in terms of wanting to do something, not being able to do all full out lessons or just kind of assigning something or sharing something if you will so that your students number one know that you care and number two can engage musically. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to talk you through a letter and a subsequent musical activity that I sent to my youngest kids with the youth chorus that I work with and um we are not holding rehearsals we are not doing anything virtually in that capacity um at this time and so what we did when we discovered that we weren't going to be able to meet in real life and have this wonderful choral experience is we sent out different ways to connect with our students. The older kids did hop on Zoom to connect that way, Um, but we wanted to reach out to let our kids know that we are thinking about them and also give them a way to engage or give them something to do that keeps them making music even at this time, because we know that it's really, really important that we keep that momentum going in terms of music making and having having meaningful music-making experiences with our kids and for our kids, whatever that might look like right now. So I'm just going to walk you through this really, really simple approach, and I'm going to give you a download inside of the show notes so that you can create something similar. Because it just might be that you either were told that you are only offering enrichment at this point or um, maybe you have taken a step back and you're trying to find a way to do something that can cover multiple grade levels or you're in this similar situation that I'm having so much trouble putting words to. I think we all are. But this similar situation where you want to reach out to your students, you want to provide this musical context, but you're not exactly sure how to do it. So I'm not saying that this is the way to do it. This is just how I approached it. So I thought I would share that with you today. So inside of the show notes, there's a download that would give you more information and the actual visual. I'm just gonna share with you exactly what I sent and you could copy, paste, edit however you want and to send out to your kids you can use the same activity I'm happy to share that with all of you right now so the two main components of this connection point that I created was a letter and then a familiar practice assignment so I'm going to talk about both of those separately Inside of the letter, it was super short. These kids are just five and six years old, right? They're my itty bitties. So I wanted to make it something that probably their parents are going to have to read to them, to be honest with you, but something that has simple language and gives them an opportunity to to think about me, to be honest with you, and to think about how we make music together in our choir. I think this is really, really important that you have this personal connection because especially for our youngest kids, them knowing that you miss them and them having that music connection point is so essential because you are synonymous with music to so many kids. Think back to that glorious time when we were actually in our classrooms, and I bet you've had the experience where you're walking down the hall or you're walking through the cafeteria, and kids wave to you and they say hi, music, because to them you are music. Like literally in their brain, there's not much of a of a disconnect with you having your own personality outside of the music teacher, right? It's like that whole they see you in the grocery store. Back in the day when they would see you in the grocery store and um, um, They would say, oh, like they didn't know what to do because you are outside of whatever context they know you as. So make sure you're staying true to that context and you're realizing that having that touch point is keeping them connected with music just by being connected with you. So I started out this letter by just saying, you know, I miss all of you. I miss making music with all of you, but I want to inspire you to make music at home. Okay, and so for me, it was really important to find ways that kids could be musical on their own or to be musical that are low pressure with their family. So I started out by saying, I miss you. I miss seeing you in choir very, very much. I hope that you are singing and making music, even though we don't have a choir right now. But I also want to write you this letter so that you can think about ways that you can still make music at home. And then what I did was I made suggestions for ways that they could be musical that are low pressure. So some of my examples were singing a song from our choir for a grown-up or drawing a brand new instrument from your imagination. Teach someone one of our songs from choir. Teach someone about study beat and rhythm because those are two concepts that we talk about a lot in this first group and then last but not least recite our bb bumblebee rhyme and play the game with someone from home so this was my making a suggestion that highlights something familiar so that I could make a practice quote-unquote assignment or share an activity that reinforces the learning that's happened inside of my choir or my music classroom if that's what what your teaching situation is it just so happens that mine is with the youth course um, and what i love about this is it not only reinforces for the learning but it serves as a point of advocacy for what you're doing in your classroom because by sharing something familiar and something that your students can do Mostly on their own, their parents or their grandparents or whoever they happen to be at home with during this time are going to think, oh my goodness, this is the type of stuff that happens in the music room. Holy cow. And to that end, we have a unique opportunity if we are able to connect with our students virtually and we are able to share activities that kids can do in a self sufficient manner we have that opportunity to make it a point of advocacy where, where people are just like, oh, wow, this is what music class kind of looks like. Even though we know that it doesn't, this is more of a glimpse than what they've ever gotten before, right? So then here's what my practice assignment looks like. So I wanted to make sure it was something that they had done in our rehearsal or our classroom, that it reinforces some basic musical skills, rather, things that they can do on their own, things that we've practiced with every single song, every single activity that we've done inside of the music classroom. I wanted to include enough direction that parents could read it and get it, right? So it's not so full of musical language or so complicated that parents couldn't help their kids with it. And I also wanted to make it self-explanatory enough that kids could do it independently and it serves as a behavioral learning objective, right? So we want something that is going to be observable, again, that the kids know they can do it, they can get it done, and they know what success looks like because they've already had that modeled inside of the music classroom when life was normal. (laughs) So what I did was I included BB Bumblebee, and I'm gonna share all of this with you inside of the show notes so you can go and download it. But I took BB Bumblebee and I actually included the notation. I was very intentional that this um, did not have melody to it. It's just a rhyme, and it's just ta and titi, What I call one quarter note in two paired eighth notes. Those are the only rhythms inside, and that's something that my kids know very, 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 very well. They also know this chant very, very, very well, and they know the game very, very, very well. Okay, so I gave just three simple instructions, but inside of the letter, I did mention play our BB Bumble be game with somebody from home. So I play it just as a simple elimination game, kind of like the bubblegum bubblegum in a dish game. Um, So I declare that you are out means that somebody is out. So if you wanted to share more ways for kids to actually play this game, you could tell them to do it with stuffed animals or something like that. Um, I mean, you could doctor up as many different ways as you could to let them do it from home. But the three instructions that I shared as it pertains to the activity I wanted my kiddos to do and the accompanying worksheets that I included was, number one, keep a steady beat while saying the rhyme. And if parents or kids don't remember what steady beat looks like in my classroom, I put in parentheses, tapping your knees with spider fingers, right? So they're not making a sound. They're just feeling and seeing the steady beat because we want our voice to be making the sound. Number two, clap the way the words go with two fingers in your hand. For every syllable, there's a clap, right? So Then again, there's that like next step. So parents are like, well, what does the rhythm mean? Because they might be confused with rhythm and beat and using that terminology in the distinctive ways that we do in the music classroom. So if I say for every syllable, there's a clap that makes a lot more sense to parents or whoever is helping or might be there as a touch point at home. And then last but not least, I said, use the worksheets that follow to color and write the rhythms of our song. Try to do it without looking at the notes above. So even though I included the notation, (laughs) right, which again, was intentional because I want them to be able to go back and look and compare and see where they might need to make adjustments in their own work. I included a coloring sheet that we had already done in class. And I also included the rhythm writing. And if you want to see what these worksheets look like a little bit more exclusively or just like literally the worksheets that I sent home you can go and download those and you can use this for your kids if you would like to so this was just a really simple way for me to reach out and say hey I'm thinking about you hey here are some ways that you can still be thinking about music at home or if you want to be thinking about music the way that we think about music in our classroom here's something that you could do to practice and that was it And I, you know, that was like very, very short and sweet and not at all as extensive and as many things, I guess, as I would want to share with kids on a regular basis, obviously. But I think the fact that we're in such an unusual time and everybody is so stressed out and anxious and overwhelmed and parents are overwhelmed and kids are overwhelmed and everybody's just navigating this new normal for however long it's going to be, that something like this was just enough for me and I'm finding as I'm talking to more and more music teachers that even if we are in a situation where we're being asked to provide digital lessons, something this straightforward and this accessible, I guess, for both the kids and anybody who might be helping our kids work through this learning experience, which is the only way I can think of to to call it, um, something this accessible is really important and. Aside from recording video lessons as yourself in your music room that your kids would watch as if they were going to music class, which I think is an amazing way um, to do this digital learning thing. Aside from that, I think this is the best next step. Because a lot of us are being asked to do enrichment to do just one assignment K through two and three through five and all of that kind of stuff. And so finding ways to have that personal connection, and then also give kids that accessible way to make music and still stay in tune with what we're doing. Um with music learning in terms of fluency and literacy is really, really important. So I hope that this is helpful to you. If you want to go download it, go ahead and head to the show notes for today's episodes. I'd love for you to take it and just make it your own. You can take the um, BB Bumblebee assignment, if you will, and use it with your kids. I'm happy to share that with you so that you can make that happen. Over the next couple of weeks, I'm going to be sharing some more things like this, but I'm also going to be sharing some other things just to think about in terms of elementary music teaching in general, right? So not just thinking about this digital learning thing, because as I've said in the past, I really, really and truly believe that we will eventually go back to quote unquote normal, whatever that might look like. And as I've also mentioned, I think that this is a wonderful time to be thinking about our teaching practice and some of the things that we do in our classroom on a normal day in a normal world and how we can refine that and adapt it to what we're doing right now virtually. So. For the rest of the season of the podcast, you're going to see a real mix of episodes. So things that you can use right now in your virtual teaching, some conversations with people who have been doing it, and also thinking about how to refine our practice and just be intentional music teachers who just happen to be teaching digitally rather than digital music teachers. So hopefully this is helpful to you guys, and I will talk to you so super soon. Thanks for spending this little pocket of your day with me. I know music teachers are super strapped for time, so be sure to check out all the resources on anacrusic.com for today's episode. Don't forget to click subscribe wherever you're listening to today's podcast so you don't miss an episode of TAP. That way, you'll be notified each and every week when a new episode is live. And if you want even more tips and tricks delivered to your inbox, like a little love note from me to you, make sure you sign up for the Anacrusic newsletter and you'll be the first to know all the things. Also, if you are feeling today's episode, take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram and Facebook, and I'd love you forever if you take a hot minute and leave a review. See you next time.